to episode seven. This week, we're going to talk about holiday party prep and how to get your dog ready for all the fun that the holidays have to offer. So we are going to start off with talking about what we can do right now before anything gets started and uh, how we can start to decorate and help our dogs be comfortable with it. So depending, I would say, depending upon, um, I don't want to say our like for the holidays, <laughs> our um, How festive, or festive. I was going to say festive spirit, actually, is I think it depends on how much um, we're going to decorate. So whether that be inside or outside. Yes. Um, highly recommended inside. I know we get super excited. We get the tree. But for your dog's sake, if you slowly change the decor, I think right. you'll have um, more success. The other thing, I guess, if you're having a younger dog that's more interested or puppy, yeah, in yeah. the decor, that you go back to some of your training, especially leave it. Mm -hmm. so that they're not grabbing something and then there's like a whole chase around the house yeah okay so let's start with then safety okay so for safety purposes when you're decorating you want to make sure that you don't have um any like plants that are toxic or poinsettias and yeah uh, holly and things like that lily but i think yeah yeah um and then also i know what's popular with a lot of dog owners is getting those like dog treat um ornaments so you want to make sure that you don't have any ornaments that are edible or that are going to smell good um that could potentially be harmful on the bottom of the tree actually one other thing too if you're wrapping rawhide or a treat for the dog my suggestion is to put it out the morning of christmas yeah not put it under the tree because chances are they'll eat the entire wrapping paper box and same with any like human food right people gift like those fruit cakes and chocolates and stuff yeah like that's that. true actually yeah. i want to make sure like if people are giving you things that you're not putting them out and the dog's gonna get in and eat it yeah um a lot of people have been discussing, we actually had this conversation, we have a Facebook student group for our clients, and um, they've been discussing putting like X-pens or other like sort of barriers around the tree so that the presents are sort of behind something yes. and that the dog can't just pick the ornaments off the bottom of the tree, um, especially the like the glass ornaments too, like the baubles and stuff like yeah. that. Um, that the dogs might think, oh, that's a fun ball, and then take it and try to run around. So um, those have been some discussions we've been having. Those are all good ideas to help with keeping your dogs safe over the holidays. Um, the other aspect of decorating is sometimes, and I know this from my dogs as well, they're scared of certain things. So when we go on a walk and we see like someone's yard has one of those blow-up snowmans in it, um, the dogs are really hesitant to walk by. Right. Um, and I think too, like with Stark, who's my dog who's a little bit timid of different things. Um, if I were to just start moving the furniture around and putting a tree in the living room and we don't, I don't do that stuff, but if I were to put out, you know, decorations, um, what might be some suggestions for somebody who has a dog that might be a little bit nervous of, of those things? I think if we're talking about outside um what i would do is i think a lot of times people are doing more of the blow-ups for halloween 
So I yeah. think they've actually had some exposure of those sort of things True. out and about. Um, instead of, and it's the whole thing when your dog's scared of something, it's not tightening up the leash and pulling them by. It's allowing them to investigate it. Right. Right. So if I actually had one, um, what I would do is probably, you know, let the dog sniff it when it's deflated. Yeah. Right. And then slowly, slowly inflate it. Again, not sure. Never had one. Don't know if you could. They're pretty loud. Yeah. Don't know if you could half inflate it. Might be a little weird. Yeah. But I, I would honestly say, you know, allow the dog to watch it and interact. But while you're doing that, you're allowing them to create distance from it when they need to. Yeah. And again, if you make good association, like if we're doing sits and downs and spins and we see this thing moving and we're at the right distance and we're getting paid, um, I think it's easier for them to sort of take that in. Yeah. Um, the thing what I've done, especially at Halloween, but probably will do again at Christmas is, um, you know, just walk around slowly at a distance and slowly get closer if the dog is actually doing, doing okay. Yeah. Right. And getting closer and going back and let them sort of figure it out, um, on their terms. Like I'm not going to force, uh, any of the issues. Um, but it's also good to try to take them around and see those things in the light, I would say, before it gets dark, because it's getting dark so early now. That's true. Yeah, it's sort of like a double bit of a double whammy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and inside the house, too, like if you're the one oh, that's decorating, decorating. Yeah. Um, then you want to make sure that like you let them see everything, like especially the ones that make noise. That's what I was going to say, actually, is decorate with them. Yeah. Um, and bring treats while you're decorating. Right. But then maybe have them slightly distracted by, you know, chewing a rawhide or a stuck Kong or something while you're bringing stuff out instead of totally isolating them in a separate room or outside, bringing them in and they're looking around and then they're overwhelmed. I think if you slowly bring things up and almost make them a part of it, yeah, a little bit. Right. And, um, let them see it but in the meantime do a little bit of multitasking with like go to mat and especially leave it because we're trying to say okay these are your toys and this is stuff we're going to leave alone yeah so you're not going to take the little snowman and run around yeah yeah so i think the idea you had about the x pen is awesome when i think back is we've always put our tree like in my office where i can close the doors yes or in the basement where we can close the door to the basement. So there hasn't been, um, they haven't been able to access a lot of it unless we're yeah. with them. The other thing that I know you have and a lot of people have is a cat. Yes. Which cat proofing is going to be a little bit more challenging, right? Yeah. I thought for sure the first few years we had the tree, he would climb it. He didn't. He's actually, yeah. That's yeah. good. But you want to make sure there's not tinsel and stuff on it. Yeah, that that's the other thing. Or odd times they get, you know, they like to sort of bat around the different ornaments. So that's another thought as far as breakables don't go yeah. at the bottom. Because chances are they might go for a little emotional snack. Yeah. So that kind of works into the next point that we wanted to get into, which was talking about what training can we do now 
that can help our dogs get ready for if we're having people over, we're having a New Year's party, we're having, you know, some kind of get together because uh, it's really challenging for us to multitask and train the dog while we're trying to enjoy our time with our friends or, you know, while we're busy trying to entertain everybody and also keep an eye on the dog. So first thing, if we sort of go in order of what, what the dog is going to experience, we can talk about how are you going to answer the door for that party? What are you going to do with your dog so that they're not like running out the door or jumping on your guests or causing a bit of chaos before anything even begins? Right. So it's something I think a lot of people just assume that the dog's going to be okay with, or it's something that we're already experiencing issues with and um, may escalate yeah. when we're having um, more people. I really think um, two choices. One of them, just remove the dog, put them outside, put them in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, second one, train it, yeah. right? So reason why we wanted to do this podcast now was to make these suggestions and give people the next few weeks of training and try to implement these a little bit. Yeah. Um, in setting yourself up for success, so you got treats. I love having the leash on the dog because mm -hmm. then you can gently move them. Everybody's not running around chasing, but have a family member go outside and knock on the door. Yeah. Or ring the doorbell. And do setups. They have practice. Yes. Setups. Exactly. And practice the U-turns. And what I do is I remove them from the door. When they're calmer, I approach the door. And I go back and forth a little bit. So what you're doing is actually desensitizing. And then the person comes in. And usually the greeting is a little bit lower key. Yeah. And the other thing I think about with having, like, if we're having multiple people over, so we're having our party or whatever is you can put a sign on the door that says, you know, working with the dog, uh, please don't knock or working with the dog, you know, come on in and give me a minute so that you can, you're aware that people are coming, you're going to have a gate up or you're going to have something so that the dog's not running at the person. Um, and then also you're letting the guests know that, you know, you're working on it. So yeah. they need to give you a minute. Um, the other thing that can be really challenging with having people come over, especially around the holidays, is people might come in with, um, certain glassware in their hands, or they might be coming in with, uh, you know, gas or something like that. So we definitely don't want the dog jumping on them. It's even more important, I think, at that point to, to have a plan in place. So make sure that you decide, are we going to do some management? Are we going to have the dog behind a gate? Or are we going to work through this and we're going to take the dog on leash and we're going to be feeding them and rewarding them for, you know, sitting while that person walks by with their things um, and not jumping on them and then maybe going to mat. So you need to come up with that plan in advance. So, yeah, I think what, what you're mentioning is actually creating um, a training plan. The other thing is we talked about setting up the situations, but having the behaviors to re redirect you and being confident. Yes. Right. So that's where your um, sits possibly go to mat, which now you're redirecting to a different behavior spins. They can't be focusing on something when they're turning. People love the trick training because company in general, you know, thinks it's um, pretty cool. My new one, by the way, guys, multi-dog household. If it's hard, it is tricky to train multiple dogs at the door, arousal level, search queue. Yes, search. right? Because now what we're doing is we toss some cookies on the ground, we're directing them there, 
when they look back up, I trained a little bit of the up and down game, look back up, they look at me, we do it again, and then they turn their head and they're like, oh, look who's here. Yeah. Right? And then everybody's less frazzled. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And the other thing, too, is for guests who do want to interact with the dog, what I've heard some people do is they'll put, like, a little baggie of treats on the mailbox or something. Yes. And say, come on in, you know, and then you could do, like, throw the treat on the floor and say search. And, you know, the dog is then interacting with you, playing the game, but without jumping all over you. So, yeah, that's always a good one. Um, the other thing that we can talk about is while they're, once everybody's in and we have, maybe we have some snacks out and some food, things are on the counter, things are on the table. Yeah. Um, what are we going to do? What's our plan in advance for counter surfing? Right. And that's, I think, um, an issue that's not only at holiday time. Yes. Um, that we have a lot of people, but we're more distracted at holiday time. Yes. That's true. Or we have more food yes on the counter at holiday time so um honestly um my suggestion for having a little dude that knows how to get up on the counter um containers i use put out a lot of things in containers so because they can eat through saran wrap and tinfoil in two seconds put stuff out in containers um, the other thing is your leave it cues, right? I practice, um, I continue to practice leave it's off of our little coffee table, mm-hmm. you know, because if we turn our back and we leave our, our sandwich or something there, um, that can be an issue. Multi-dog households, um, go to Matt, giving them something else to do Yes, in the kitchen. The other thing is, you know, the last thing we need is a vet visit um, to go into Christmas because some of the stuff they ingest can be harmful. So, um, and again, it's about prioritizing, I think, a little bit. If you're overwhelmed and distracted, um, just remove the dog. Like we talked about baby gates and everybody thinks of the ones that, you know, you have to drill into the wall. Like you can get just gates or even putting chairs, just well, not for your dogs, but no, but just <laughs> different shapes and stuff. Yeah, right. Because if you get one of those little X pens in the doorway, or you can order the longer gates, it's There's just nice looking like wooden gates yeah. too that you can sort of like lean up or or they're like pressurized so they go in between the door frame. Yeah. Um. So there's lots of those. The other thing too is if your dog is kennel trained, like it's it might be good for them to have some quiet time, right? So we want to make sure that um, we're not going to shove our dog in the kennel for the first time when there's a bunch of people around. But if your dog is comfortable in their kennel and they like to spend time in there, like why not give them a Kong or feed them, you know, their dinner in their kennel that night and maybe they'll go away and have a little nap and then they'll come back and they'll be a little bit, you know, more relaxed when they when they rejoin the party. Right. And this is, I think, something... Um, we, you know, had mentioned in leading into our next task is um, it can be overwhelming. And I think we're finding a lot with COVID and and having, you know, a few more people come and us being in bigger groups and stuff that, you know, the joke is a little bit like people are ending parties earlier because socially it's just very taxing. Um, and I think the same with the dog, there's nothing wrong with bringing the dog out for 20 minutes 
socializing and then like you said putting them back in the kennel with a stuffed Kong like yeah. to me definitely not a punishment because you just don't want them to be overwhelmed either and you actually want to enjoy yourself and now not worry about the dog so the dog going in or out the other thing which leads to um if you guys had a fantastic uh walk right you got out the exercise I think it's good for the humans too to get out chill out go for a nice walk, dress warm. And then, you know, the dog is a little bit quieter, can handle things a little bit better. And then nobody's really overwhelmed. Yeah. And I think with, with a lot of things, and maybe we should write down trigger stacking as a topic for another uh, podcast, but there's a lot of trigger stacking that goes on when there's different aspects coming into play so trigger stacking meaning like something that wouldn't normally set the dog off but then it's like little things and little things and little things I always think of it as like the human who's late for work so you're already running late then you get behind someone in traffic and you're mad and then you spill your coffee and then you get to work and someone says oh you're late and then you sort of blow up like it's little things that add up to make you just become overwhelmed yeah and I think that happens a lot for our dogs because for example uh, maybe, you know, there's decorations and things are moving around and then somebody's knocking on the door and then it happens again and again and again. And then there's weird things on the counter and then there's people talking really loud and there's all this stuff going on and things that wouldn't normally stress them out are now stressful. So in those situations, it's really helpful to say, okay, they're well exercised. They've had a nap. Let's come back to the party. And all of that can sort of tie together as your pre-party training planning yeah Yeah. pre-party planning yeah yeah um so I think in a general sort of to to bring it all together as a conclusion um we want to make sure that we are decorating well in advance that we are letting the dog be a part of it that we're desensitizing them to everything yeah so that they're not um, becoming overwhelmed and everything's happening all at once or they're coming into the house and everything's different. So setting a bit of a training plan and there's no reason why we can't do like a three-week training plan. Exactly, yeah. Yep. And so putting together all of your training pieces and decide what do you want to do and what's manageable for you and, and your family, right? And saying, okay, we decided that we don't have time to brush up on our go-to-mat before you know everything happens because we're too busy. So we're going to go and buy a nice, pretty looking baby gate and give the dog some alone time or keep them away from the door so they don't jump on people and run out. Um, And then during the actual events that you're having, if you're hosting, um, is having a plan for what you want to do during that time as well. So are you going to bring the dog out? Do you have your enrichment games prepped? Do you have your bully sticks? Do you have your Kong? And making sure that you've got everything sort of ready to go in advance. Other thing is little family meeting, get everybody on the same page. Yes. Yes. If there's yeah. more than one person who's going to be caring yeah. for the dog, for sure. Like you can take, you know, shifts taking care of the dog or everybody agrees, you know, the dog's going to stay in the room until this point. Um, and that way there's no bickering about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who didn't do what, who didn't do what, and who let the dog out and they jumped on grandma and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I think we will, uh, we'll wrap it up here because our next episode is going to be all about uh, winter safety and winter walking and fun winter tips. So that will sort of tie in nicely with this. Perfect.
Okay. Okay. We'll see everybody next time. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you for watching. Positive reinforcement works for us too, so make sure you like and subscribe and rate us five stars with your favorite podcast app. Tune in every other Tuesday for the next episode. See you next time.